welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hey designers, hope you're having a lovely Tuesday morning or whatever day it is when you're listening to this episode. If you follow me over on Instagram or anywhere else, you'll know that this is my second week of maternity leave um, and I'll be on maternity leave for three months between April and July. As you also know, I am a self-employed person, which means navigating this time off has been a bit of a journey. There aren't really any rules for maternity leave or taking any extended period of time off when you work for yourself. So planning my time off was something I found pretty tricky to manage, especially taking three months off. So I can imagine if you're hoping to take longer, it would be so much harder to plan. I'm quite lucky that one of my aims over the past few years has been to have complete control over my workload and office time to the point where I generally only work a couple of days a week anyway, and that has been a real help in sorting my time off. But even previous to that, I have been known to usually take at least a month's break every year, so I've definitely got used to the best ways to plan this sort of time off. So I wanted to pull together all of my tips for taking an extended break, whether, like me, you're planning to have a baby and want to get organised in advance, or if you just want to fit a longer break or holiday into your schedule. I think these will help for all scenarios. Even if you actually just want to take two weeks off to go on holiday, when that's allowed again, of course. So my first tip is to get organised way in advance. As soon as I know I want a certain amount of time off, I'll start to put my plans into motion. In 2018 and 2019, I took a full month off in September and then August respectively, and these months were actually planned in right at the beginning of the year in January, when I was getting my schedule organised for the year ahead. Also, with my maternity leave, as soon as I found out I was having a baby, I went straight into planning mode to think about how long I could have off, how I could afford the break, and what I would need to have in place to take the time away from work. Having these plans organised as early as you can gives you a little more control over the time and means you always have this time in your head as non-negotiable time away from projects or work tasks. If you decided you wanted to take a month off work to refresh and recharge your batteries, but then you decided you wanted it to be next month, all of a sudden you have to manage any work you have coming up, you have to think about your budget for the time off, and you have to let everyone know you'll be away pretty much straight away. Whereas if you can plan this time in, say, six months in advance, you can stay calm, you can let all of your clients know, you can make sure you don't have any work in that time, and you can even try to schedule some work for when you're back. My second tip would be to switch up your booking schedule. 
A sort of follow-on from the point before would be that as soon as you know you want to take the break, you want to be switching around your booking schedule to make sure your design slots aren't taking place whilst you want to be away. This means you want all of your projects wrapped up before you finish and any new projects to start when you're definitely going to be back. If you listened a few episodes back about booking in advance, you will already have an idea of how to have more control over your schedule, and this will come in so useful when you want to take time off. The second part of this is much easier. Just make sure your projects have starting dates either for the week or the week after you're back so you can completely rest until you're planning on going back to work. The first part, making sure your projects are wrapped up before your break, is a little trickier because this can be a bit less predictable. Because of this, I would probably recommend trying to have your project start dates end a week or even a couple of weeks before you actually plan to start your break. So this can make up for any delays or any last questions you might get from your clients. Also, if you're planning far enough ahead and sometimes have troubles with projects running over, Maybe take the chance to make some tweaks to your process, to tighten it up and have more things in place which can hopefully give you a bit more control over your projects, especially the end part of the projects. My third tip is to get your savings in check. Money is something that unfortunately just can't be ignored when it comes to taking an extended break. As self-employed people, we have complete control over our finances and unfortunately us wanting to take a break doesn't mean that our bills will stop being delivered or business expenses have a break too. Because of this you want to make sure you have savings to cover at least the bare essentials for the time you're away and even better if you can have in your savings your usual monthly income for every month that you'll be away from work. Saving money isn't the easiest thing for everyone, especially when we're self-employed and have other things to worry about, but if saving isn't one of your priorities at the moment, I would definitely try to bump it up your list. I always like to have at least three months worth of income in my savings, if not even six months, depending on the circumstances at the time, and this gives me a lot more flexibility in my business and a lot more control. I know that even if I needed more time off or couldn't book another project for a a while for whatever reason, those savings are always there as backup so I don't have to stress or panic. Bear in mind from the earlier points, we're hoping to be planning this time off quite far in advance, which will give you some time to save if you haven't already. I'd recommend trying to put a chunk of your income aside straight away every month or how often you pay yourself, just as you would with the money that you use to pay your tax. My next tip would be to set up some additional income streams. Either an alternative to savings or a great extra would be to set up some more income streams within your business, which can generate income for you whilst you're away, or even just in the meantime to increase your income, allow for more savings and give more flexibility for your time off. My last episode was all about additional income streams, so I won't go into too much detail, If you want to hear more about what income streams you could set up in your design business, listen to the last episode which was all about that. I will just say that sometimes, depending on what the income stream is, unless you've had time to build up this area of your business and create some consistency there, it can be tricky to rely on passive income like courses, ebooks or pre-made graphics as your main income when you're having your time off. I would also say it still takes quite a lot of work, so don't feel like you have to set up more income streams just to take time off. 
It's just something you can think about if it's already something you want to do and add to your business and can be an advantage to you when you want to go on your break. My final tip is to stick to your boundaries. You know I love talking about boundaries and time off is one of the areas I see boundaries being broken or stretched time and time again. Don't get me wrong, it can be really hard to stick to any boundary, especially in our business where we feel the pressure of other people's expectations of us and an overwhelming amount of shoulds. But when it comes to your time and your health, because bear in mind time off is crucial for our own well-being as well, you just need to be a bit strict with yourself and with your clients. This means setting boundaries in place with clients and the time off, things like when you're finishing work, how contactable you are, when you'll be working on things when you're back, and boundaries with yourself. So whether you're going to look at your emails or still use social media, if you're going to work on your own business or avoid work altogether, and then you want to make sure you're sticking to them as much as possible. Because if you don't stick to your boundaries, it's really hard for clients to stick to them as well. And all of a sudden you'll just find yourself working or even just being in a work frame of mind when you're supposed to be resting or even getting settled into parenthood and it won't feel like you've had a break at all. Set your boundaries before the break and then make sure you stick to them and you're guaranteed to have the break or time off or leave that you're hoping to have. I really hope you enjoyed these tips and have managed to take something from them just in case you're planning on having any extended time off in the future. As mentioned earlier in the episode, as of last week I'm officially on maternity leave for three months but I don't want you to feel abandoned and I went a bit content planning mad so I will still have podcast episodes going out, they will just be every two weeks instead of every week as they were before. For a little more support whilst I'm away, because I will most likely be away from Instagram and messages most of the time, I couldn't recommend joining the Facebook group anymore. I realise it's my group, so obviously I'm biased, but the members of the group are so unbelievably supportive and helpful, and always on alert to help with any problems you might be having, whether it's in your business or any design-specific questions. If you want to be part of the community, just search the Daring Designers Club on Facebook and you'll find us there. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next time in a couple of weeks.